Hey there, and thanks for joining me as I show up to give you powerful, practical, quick, and kingdom tools for you to go out there and live your best life, to show up every day as the best, healthiest, fullest version of yourself, and to live a joyful, abundant, and destiny-filled life. You know, sometimes I might talk about things I've learned, being a wife, a mom, a sister, friend, pastor, mentor, a mentee, a human being. I might share a ridiculous story, and there are some ridiculous stories from my own journey, my successes, and the not so much. I might unpack practical tips and relationship tools. I might encourage you, challenge you, make you laugh, make you cry, and maybe some days it will be all of the above. The point is, I'm really excited, and I hope you are too. So grab your coffee, sit down with me, Danielle Steinspring, and let's start living. Welcome back to the Hey There podcast. Hey, I am so excited to be coming to you this time again from the space in my home that I lovingly call nap time. It's the little bit of space that I have every single day to get some stuff done. However, Everett, my five-year-old, is no longer napping. He does what we call room time. And so he's in his room for an hour and a half every day. It helps his little extrovert brain learn how to independent play. And it also gives mommy a little bit of a break. So he may or may not sneak out in here during uh, during this time. So uh, since my time is so um, limited or sacred, let's go ahead and jump right into this week's episode. I was taking a walk this morning and just chatting with the Lord about what I want to talk about next. And this is what came to me. So this is where we're going to go. We're going to talk about the value of obedience when it comes to our kids But as always, my hope is that there's some parenting stuff in here and some stuff for um, children, but that it also applies to each of us as adults and in our walk with the Lord. So I've been toying with the title for this episode, and I'm wondering if I'll call it Why Obedience Isn't My Goal with My Children. Yes, I just said obedience is not my goal with my children. That might come as a surprise to some of you who the goal is obedience. And I don't think you're wrong. I think that's the way I have to give a treat to my dog now because she's begging. Um, I think that's the way that we've been taught. I think we've been taught for so long that obedient and compliant children are the definition of a successful parent. If you want to be a success as a parent, if you want to be viewed as a success as a parent, which again, that breaks down into how parenting is all to do with other people's expectations and experience of us and that we are parenting in order to look a certain way, present a certain image. I'll save that one for another day. But if you want to be seen as a good parent, as a successful parent, um, the, the marker for that, the indicator of a good parent is the obedience level of their children. And I started to really challenge this thought um, as I began having kids when um, Andy and I sort of 
stumbled our way into our own parenting philosophies, which I think is what most parents do. Um, we just began we began discovering different philosophies and things on parenting that were important to us. And I started challenging this idea of obedience being the goal of my kids. Um, and here's why, because so often that is driven by a performance mentality. Either we as parents, like I said, are trying to perform, um, for other people so that other people think that we're good parents, think that we have good kids and it becomes this performative value system or even because um, we want our kids to perform to some sort of standard that that we hold. And so um, as I just started challenging this idea, I just started really digging into the word about um, obedience and compliance. And um, I found this verse and I was going to read it to you off my phone, but in true Danielle fashion, my phone is dead. So I will do my very best to recollect it. Actually, hold on. I'm going to look it up. All right. So I want to read to you this verse um, about obedience and what it says is, oh dear, now I've lost it again. All right. Here's the verse. The verse says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And it can also be translated, he who loves me will keep my commands. So right there, we're talking about obedience to God, that if we love him, we will be obedient to him. So I think we have seen that and desired that obedience. But what I recognize when I read that is that obedience is listed as a result of love. That love actually comes first. Love has to come first. And then obedience is a fruit of love. So when I was young um, and was growing in my faith with the Lord, I I used to try to drum up obedience to prove that I loved him or to do the right things in order to be to show that I loved him. It was again performative. It was rooted in performance and rooted in my value system of I need to do enough in order to love him. And and the second half of that verse says and my father will love him. And so I used to try to perform and be obedient instead of um focusing on if anyone loves me, they will keep my word. Recognizing that obedience is a fruit of love. If I can focus on fully loving him and giving my whole heart to my connection with him, then obedience will be my natural response. Obedience to his word, obeying his commands, living the life that he calls me to live is going to be the natural overflow of a heart that is so connected to the father and so focused on loving him. And that's where it broke down for me with raising my kids. I am responsible as a parent to pursue their heart first. I focus my attention not on obedience, but I focus my attention on pursuing their hearts, on pursuing Everett's heart, on pursuing Juliet's heart. And I've recognized in our life, and this is not 100% of the time, but a lot of the time, disobedience is the fruit of disconnection. When I'm disconnected from my kids, 
when I've lost the connection to their heart, disobedience happens for several different reasons. One reason is because kids need um, several things. They need a lot of things. Kids are very needy. (laughs) They need a lot of things. (laughs) But two of the things that kids need is they need attention and they need power. What do I mean when I say that? Well, attention is pretty easy. I think we all understand that kids need attention. And so if if my connection with my kids is broken, if I've been distracted by other things, if I've been on my phone too much, if I've, no shame, hey, no shame for being on your phone. I'm just speaking from my experience. If I've been on my phone too much, if I've been distracted from our connection, if I haven't been pursuing heart connection with my children, um, and their attention meter is low, then often disobedience is going to be a fruit of that disconnection. Similarly, kids need power. They need to feel like they are in control of of parts of their day, of their environment, of their world. And so the more autonomy I can give to my kids age appropriately, the more that need for power is getting met. But when I have completely taken um, all the power in our relationship and I am operating from a place of control, then a lot of times we're going to see more disobedience. Why? Because our heart connection has been completely derailed for the sake of compliance, for the sake of um, correct behavior, outside appearance, the appearance of goodness rather than the overflow of the heart. Because you see, when I pursue them, when I allow them to communicate their feelings, when I give them a safe place to process their emotions, when I allow them to have age appropriate autonomy, making choices, when I give them power to choose, when I pursue their love language, which I try to be aware of what my kids' love language is, even from a very young age and recognizing that that it may shift and I may get it wrong. Um, But when I pursue them in their love language, when I can spend quality time with my son Everett, who is over-the-top quality time love language, when I sit down and do something that he loves, his little love tank is full. And when his little love tank is full, he... It feels connected to me. And so when I focus on their heart and the heart connection, I, I watch obedience flow as a fruit of love. We have this relationship founded on trust, on them knowing that we're on the same team. And similarly, if we know who we are in Christ and we know who he is to us, if we are completely infatuated in love with him, our actions are going to mirror our hearts. If I earn my kids trust, if I focus on connection, if I constantly check in with their feelings and not force compliance, then obedience and compliance flow from a place of our connection to one another. Too often I see parents um, parenting their kids out of that need for them to do good and to do the right thing and to make the right choices instead of creating an atmosphere that is completely focused on heart connection. And hear me when I say, we don't want to create little monsters that just do whatever they want and get away with it. I can actually look at the fruit of this in my life and tell you with confidence that my kids are 
incredibly well-behaved. They absolutely have moments where they act out and they make mistakes and they make bad choices and they act, you know, not good. (laughs) They are not. um, There's moments. Listen, there are moments for sure. But overall, that desire for us to honor our connection and even, even the desire in their heart for them to stay connected, their obedience flows from that place. So what does this practically look like in our home? Well, I gave you one example, and that is knowing your kids' love language and pursuing loving them in the way that they receive love. So Everett's five, but I believe that his love language is quality time. And anybody who's spent any amount of time with Everett would wildly agree with that statement. He absolutely loves when you sit down with him and do something that he loves to do, something that is his favorite activity. He he just loves it. He feels so loved by that. Um, and he also is a gifts love language, just like his mama. He loves to receive things that tell him that you are thinking about him and that you know him deeply. And then Juliet, my daughter, she's two. So it's, it's a, we're still discovering um, that part of her personality. But I believe that her love language is um, words of affirmation. She She's a talker and she loves words. And so I believe words of affirmation and physical touch. She also loves to snuggle. She loves for you to rub her back. She just loves that. So it's doing those types of things. It's also um, allowing them the freedom to express their feelings in a safe environment that is going to allow their feelings to be safe no matter what their feelings are. So I often will pursue connection with my kids. Um, let's say that Juliet, uh, that Everett goes to to hit Juliet, which is so rare. But let's say he goes to hit her. Um, I would stop and say, oh, you're feeling angry, but I can't let you hit your sister. And it's pursuing right then in that moment that Everett's not a bad kid. He's just having a feeling and his feeling is coming out in a way that's not appropriate. Um Another way that I value connection over obedience is by not ever um, regarding any of their behavior as bad. Now that sounds crazy, um, but when I can see their behavior as either a red flag that says um, our, our connection is off somehow um, or as an expression of an emotion then it sets me up for success instead of saying that was bad behavior, he's being bad, or she's a bad kid. It completely eliminates that type of language. And I recognize like, oh, they're having a normal human emotion and they just chose to express it in a way that's not appropriate. It gives me the opportunity to redirect them and not ever um, categorize them or categorize their behavior in a negative way. And when I do that, I actually am am protecting and putting a boundary on my own heart to ever project um, badness or project a deficiency onto my child. Um, Now, there are some behaviors that are wrong and that are not good and that are not okay, but I have a boundary for um, calling my child bad or even or even categorizing a behavior as bad, even if the behavior may be bad and maybe a behavior that we don't want, like hitting or biting or lying or any of those things. I try not to categorize those things as bad and rather I 
allow myself to see them as a red flag or as an expression of an emotion, something that's going on inside of them. When I see it that way, I'm able to keep my connection on towards them and go after what's going on inside of their heart rather than the behavior itself. And that right there is the basic foundational key to the way that Andy and I have decided to parent and raise our kids. And it's producing fruit of obedience and compliance because we have given it space. We have, we know that we have their heart. I know that I can, I can trust them, um, you know, age appropriately, um, to begin to start making their own decisions. Because again, my job as a parent isn't to control my kids. It's actually to have a huge value for self-control and to teach them how to control themselves. So let me give you an example of how that might play out in my home. So let's say that um, Everett stole a toy from Juliet and she goes to to hit him. Um, I would stop her. And instead of saying, you're being bad, that's bad behavior. Stop doing that. I would gently redirect her and say, brother stole your toy. That made you mad. And it's okay to be mad, but I can't let you hit your brother. And then I would just keep her away until um, she could regain composure. If one of my kids is trying to hit me or hurt me, I'll hold their hands tightly and just say, I can't let you hit me. I'm going to let you go when your hands are ready to be kind. And I'll hold on to them, kicking, flailing, screaming. I'm going to hold on to them until they can come back down and recognize that something's going on inside of their heart. Kids aren't bad. They express their emotions in ways that are often not healthy or appropriate. And it's our job to parent through those things while keeping our connection the utmost priority. Another way that we try to value connection with our kids and honor our heart connection above compliance is um, we try to always again, try to, and it's not always possible, nor is it always appropriate, but generally speaking, we try to honor their feelings about things and um, allow them, even from a young age, to have their feelings be their feelings and teach them how to express those things well, but not force them to shove their feelings about something. So for example, um, I've, I've mentioned Everett's sensitivity to movies and television and, and there are some shows that honestly Andy and I think are fine for Everett to watch, but sometimes he's extra sensitive to some things and he'll say, I don't want to watch this. And instead of saying, buddy, it's no big deal. Like just watch the show. We'll honor that in him and make him feel like he has a voice and he's valued. His voice is valued in our home. And if he's feeling uncomfortable about an event or about something that we have to do or um, we're, we won't ever force them, um, we allow them to just have their feelings about things. And we try to honor their voice as a part of our family to the appropriate degree that we can. Ultimately, there are a lot of ways that Andy and I have decided and discovered to pursue our connection and our heart connection with our kids above their obedience and compliance, pursuing our love and our heart with them first so that obedience is a fruit of that relationship. And there's lots of ways that we've done this, but my hope for you today is that 
you just begin to challenge your thinking on why obedience is the marker for um, for successful parenting. And if that challenges your belief system, then maybe do some digging yourself to think, okay, if is it true that obedience is actually a fruit of love? And if so, how can I better uh, foster an environment of love and connection with my kids in order to produce the fruit of obedience? Not, not even so that obedience is the goal, but just shifting your goal to love connection and a heart connection and, um, and then seeing what happens out of that. And, um, lastly, I hope that today you maybe heard something that challenges the way that you even think about your relationship with God, recognizing that your obedience to him is a fruit of loving him, not the other way around. And so if you've been trying to go down your checklist of all the things you need to do to be good, to perform, to look like a good Christian, to look like you love Jesus, all of those um, performative values, if you have been living life that way, I'm going to challenge you to flip the script and put your love connection and your heart connection with the Father above your behavior and let your behavior flow from a love connection with Him. All right, you guys, have an awesome, awesome day, and I will catch you next week on the Hey There podcast.